Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through pleasure, mindfulness, embodiment, femininity, beauty, art, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So grateful to be here with you, especially today to talk to you about a topic that is apparently very hot on your list of desires, which is the art of seduction. So in my most recent episode of the podcast, I talked a little bit about desire And at the end, I weaved in a little bit of information around seduction, and I received a couple requests to explore that topic further. And seduction is something very near and dear to my heart. It's how I kind of got my start in this work is the experience of performing burlesque and having that transform my life so completely and particularly influence and help me understand this dance that we call seduction, not just with another human, but seduction as an art form and seduction as a lifestyle and a way to interface with my desires where there is an ongoing continuum of pleasure in their pursuit rather than getting stuck in the attachment to their attainment. And so today, what we're going to delve into is a bit of an amuse-bouche around seduction, a little truffle on your tray, where I'm going to share with you how to expand your understanding of seduction to bring more sensuality, more beauty, more femininity, and more of that essence of desire into your life. I'm going to share four key practices and arts to embodying a life of sacred seduction. And you're going to get to hear a story about the birth of sacred seduction that I've actually never, ever shared before. And before we do, I always love to start our episodes with a little community gratitude. Today, review comes from Alexandra Pearl. 
Alexandra says, Mary has an incredibly soothing voice and rich storytelling ability. It is so pleasurable to listen to her advice. She has helped me a lot over the years in the classes she's taught, and I'm so glad she's sharing her gifts with us on this podcast. I always feel reminded of my feminine genius when I hear her warmly embracing words. Alexandra, that tickles my heart, particularly the part about the warmly embracing words. My intent with this podcast and with all of the work that I do is to provide for my listeners an energy and an essence of the sacred pause. So while what I'm sharing with you is educational, it's also really important to me that you experience not just the information, but the essence and the feeling of that warm embrace. So thank you so, so much, Alexandra Pearl. And if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to leave a review, you can head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review. And I would love to get to know you better and hear from you. So where we're going to begin is I want to read to you from the introduction to my first book, which I wrote under the pen name Kitty Cavalier, which was the name of my burlesque persona. It's the name that I used to go by full time. And this is the introduction to my book, Sacred Seduction. Seduction. Say it. Out loud. Seduction. Let the soft S slide over your tongue. Let the blunt D press against you. Allow the sharpness of the K to make you blush and the shun to finish everything perfectly like a fine glass of port after a gorgeous meal. Seduction is something that may intrigue you, confuse you, anger you, or delight you. Most likely, it does all of that and more. It is a power we have been taught to both fear and revere. We are told it is a manipulative, cunning, sexual way of getting everything you want no matter what the consequences. It is a way of convincing or swaying others to do things they don't want to do, often using their own vulnerabilities against them. Seduction is presented as being dangerously sexy a kind of irresistibility that can wreck a home or destroy a life. What I am here on this page and on this earth to tell you is that there is a lot more to the story of seduction than what you've been told. Love, sex, and romance is just one square on the Rubik's Cube of seduction. I believe that when we are in love with and approving of ourselves, unimprisoned by our insecurities, seduction is something that happens naturally. When we feel confident in our bodies and are able to flaunt our flaws with pride, we are undeniably magnetic. When we are not needy or dependent on another person's approval to define our worth, we give off an air of irresistibility. Seduction is so much more than a game between lovers. Sacred seduction is like a diamond. At first, what looks like a pretty stone 
explodes into a million prisms when we are willing to hold it up to the light. So that's one of my favorite things that I've ever written. And it really tells the love story that I've experienced with seduction. For most of my life, I felt utterly inept and befuddled by the art of seduction. Like it was this secret inner circle that I just didn't get an invite to. And my whole relationship to seduction changed one night when I was at a dance class. And there was this gentleman who I felt a really strong connection to. And we would dance and it was erotic and it was alive and it was amazing. And then he would just walk away. And I would notice that when he was dancing with me or paying attention to me, I would feel supercharged and turned on and infinitely powerful. And then when he would walk away or when he would dance with someone else, it was like that light got switched off. And I kept going back to that dance class as an experiment for how to maintain that light being turned on with or without that stimulus of male attention and male power. And what was so powerful about it was that it was a dance class. So it wasn't a mind game like many methods and theories of seduction are based around. It was a body game. It was how much pleasure could I take out of my own movement solo? How much pleasure could I take from dancing with someone that I wasn't attracted to? And how could I transcend using that person just to prove a point to myself or to make this other person envious or desire me? And instead of using them transactionally, have a deeply intimate, rich, fulfilling, rewarding experience of seduction that opens up my mind and my heart. And so there are a couple of different stories. You know, I shared a little bit about my experience performing burlesque and how as someone who couldn't even tolerate wearing short sleeves in public because I felt so much shame about my body, the experience of revealing all, literally stripping naked and having that be my greatest point and experience of power, again, informed a physical experience of this mysterious, delicious, alive energy that we name seduction. And so how do we practice seduction in our day-to-day life? You might be thinking, Mary, I haven't practiced seduction in 30 or 40 years, or my life is so busy I have no room for seduction. But I would like to propose that actually seduction is an energy that you are a part of and utilizing and at the mercy of every single day. If you've ever found yourself uncontrollably online shopping to the point where you see an ad on Instagram and all of a sudden there's money being taken out of your account and you're not really sure what happened. That is an experience of seduction. If you've ever had kiddos who were resistant to eating their vegetables and you had the genius idea to arrange two carrot chips as the eyes and some broccoli crowns as the hair and 
little bits of corn as the smile on a plate, you have practiced seduction. If you've ever gone into a negotiation around your salary and asked for more than you thought you were worth, and despite your insecurities roaring from within, chose not to listen to their advice, but instead go for what is a bit outside your comfort zone, you have practiced seduction. So seduction, again, is more than a game between lovers. It is this dance of you and how you relate to desire. And there are two types of seductions, if we want to generalize it. There's the more kind of dark side of seduction, where you find someone's pain points or you find someone's vulnerabilities and you use that information to exploit their survival instincts to control an outcome, i.e. the advertising industry. Advertising, all it is, is seduction. And there is a deeper experience of seduction, what I like to call sacred seduction, which is this practice of attraction through authenticity. I'm going to say that one more time. Sacred seduction is simply the practice of attraction through authenticity, where it's not about how well you can costume the mask that you show to the world to trick someone into behaving how you want or changing how you want or doing what you want, but it's actually about taking that mask off, showing who you authentically are, and trusting in your powers of attraction. When we talk about this archetype of the seductress, the superficial definition is usually a mysterious woman seated at a hotel bar wearing seamed stockings and a trench coat with nothing underneath, sipping a martini, getting ready to steal your husband or your wife or your partner. And I would invite you today to look a little bit deeper into not just the stereotype of the seductress, but the archetype, a woman whose desires are uninhibited, a woman whose powers of magnetism are unleashed, a woman who is conscious and confident in her own powers of attraction. And so in every person lies this inherent power of seduction. And so how do we harness and utilize this power for good? And when I say for good, I don't just mean to get what we want and what's on our list of desires, but I mean to help move our planet and our culture towards a more inclusive more liberated, more loving experience of human relatedness. And there are four truffles on this tray of ways that you can play with and begin to explore this energy in your own life. So truffle number one comes from a quote from the prolific seductress Mae West. Actually, there's some debate around the true author of this quote, if it was Gypsy Rose Lee, Mae West, or someone else entirely. 
But it's an age-old piece of wisdom which says that anything worth doing is worth doing slowly. The energy of seduction is this beautiful dance of tension. And the number one, I'm not going to say what I want to say, it begins with a C and ends with a block. <laughs> but the number one block to this energy of polarity and tension is a vice grip of agenda and timeline. And I remember one of my first dips into the world of seduction was in a class with one of my teachers, Veronica Varlow, who's also a burlesque performer. And she was teaching us about walking. And she was saying that this kind of old paradigm way of articulating power is to be the fastest, to be the smartest, to be the one who can get things done in the shortest period of time. And she gave the example of when you're walking down the street in New York City and everybody's going 80 million miles an hour, but there's one person who's snaking her way through the crowd at more like 10 miles an hour, taking her pleasure from every step. Which are you more likely to be magnetized towards? And so when it comes to harnessing this power of magnetism and conscious attraction, physically slowing yourself down to savor the journey of a peach from your hand traveling all the way to your lips, traveling into your mouth, traveling down your belly before taking another bite is just one way that you can practice embracing and embodying this energy of slowness as a different source of power. Truffle number two comes from my other burlesque teacher, Joe Weldon, founder of the New York School of Burlesque. First fan dance lesson I ever did with Joe. What I remember the most about that experience was her saying, whatever your flaws are, flaunt them. And so kind of the second inhibitor or block to your natural seductive energy is the energy of self-doubt and self-criticism. And I remember in the movie Frida, which I saw seven times in theaters when it first came out because I was so beguiled, there's a scene where Frida meets Diego, her future husband's first wife, Lupe. And it's a scene where Diego is completely surrounded by a flock of women and they are reflecting on how he doesn't take on the shape and appearance of a real Casanova and yet he has this undeniably magnetic pull and Lupe says in the movie script it is the way he finds beauty in all your imperfections. And so an exercise to try the next time you find yourself criticizing your body is to look at your body through the eyes of an artist, perhaps a very avant-garde artist, not a mainstream, symmetry-seeking kind of artist, <laughs> 
But instead, an avant-garde artist, somebody who's a little more downtown, who craves not just the mainstream and to look at the curve of your thighs or perhaps the dimpling of your skin or the uneven texture or the shape of your breast like a heavy fig dangling off the tree saturated with syrup waiting to be plucked. And so looking through the eyes of someone who sees beauty in imperfections can help you to redefine what you see as a source of your power rather than a reason to hide. Truffle number three to play with this energy of seduction is to enjoy the art of restraint. So I'd like you to try a little exercise, which is that the next time you receive an alert, like a ding on your phone, I want you to take a pause and wait a few beats before you pick it up. And it could be on your computer or it could be somebody calling your name from elsewhere in the house, like one of your little ones. And begin to explore what is there for me to discover when I give myself the luxury of a pause. And perhaps you may want to experiment with this energy of when you sit down to dinner before you pick up your fork, taking a pause to allow yourself to salivate. Maybe you want to go on to a certain website where you saw something that you really desire since at the time of this recording we're in quarantine and you can't really do it in a store and fill your cart with all the things that you would buy but lock your credit card in a safe deposit box somewhere in your closet or something where you actually can't. All you can do is want. And so keeping with our theme of releasing agenda, seduction is really this mastery of the instincts where there is a listening to your inner desires and yet you aren't possessed by them and you aren't possessed by the adrenaline surge that comes from your wanting. You can take a pause. You can linger in your wanting. And so there are dozens of ways that you can play with this energy, but I'll just say that there is little in life that is more intoxicating and alluring than someone who wants but doesn't need. And the final truffle on the tray is exploring in your everyday the art of tease. So one night when I was married, and this is another story influenced by Veronica Varlow, who has an epic story about scavenger hunts that she set up for friends and lovers. I set up a scavenger hunt for my husband and I told him to meet me at a certain bookshop in the village. This was when we were living in New York. And when he arrived there, I said, look at the crack in between the stone walls to your left. I sent him a text message. And inside that crack in the stone walls was a little letter that I had deposited, instructing him to go inside the bookshop and find a certain book and look at this book of poetry and extract his favorite poem. 
and then to text a mystery number to find out his next steps. And I led him on a number of different kind of stops on the route to where he would eventually find me at this beautiful underground, you know, you go down these basement steps and all the light bulbs in this bar were red. And there I was wearing a blonde wig, (laughs) just really enjoying myself and really enjoying the tumescence. You know, tumescence is another way of saying arousal and particularly that kind of arousal that comes from really thoroughly enjoying the anticipation. So we all know the adage, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. I was really enjoying the journey that he was going on and I was enjoying being the destination. And we had a lovely evening together. And so that story is one way to articulate and to embody this lesson that I learned in burlesque, which is that anyone can go out on stage in a G-string and nipple tassels, but can you draw out the tease and the delight and the arousal that comes from the slow peel of a glove? And if you can get someone excited about seeing your forearm and your wrist, imagine what that skill would translate to later on in the dance. That's also a piece of wisdom that is originally inspired by Joe Weldon. And so my loves, to recap, like we're going like we just tasted four different chocolates and now we're looking at the card inside the box to discover their flavors. Number 1, anything worth doing is worth doing slowly. Number 2, whatever your flaws are, want them. Number three, playing with the art of restraint. And number four, embodying and enjoying and playing with the art of tease. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please know that this is just an amuse-bouche for the kind of education that you receive when you become a member of the School of Sensual Living membership community. School of Sensual Living is where we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through the wisdom of your body, just like we do here on the podcast, but we do it in such a more thorough, embodied way. And most importantly, we do it with each other. We do it in community. And so if you'd like to become a member, go to schoolofsensualliving.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave me a review share it with a friend, and thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. For more tools, inspiration, and community in the art of sensual living, head over to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free course in how to embody genuine confidence through the secrets of powerful feminine body language. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to check it out today.